people love to say, like rap purists and people who just love conversation, they love to say, hey man, there's no rules in this shit, but there are fucking rules in this shit. Of course. And I'm gonna tell you something. It's like, I knew something was gonna come up about my kid. They had to add like the deadbeat thing to make it more appealing, which is fine. The mom and dad thing, whatever. You don't even know my family. It's like, wishing death on my friend that has MS. I study rap battles for a living. Now, when you mention defenseless people who are sick in the hospital that passed away, someone's gonna fucking punch you in the fucking face. The, the, the shit's done, the event's over. Show me dreams, tell them keep the change Evil in they veins, they don't bleed the same Greed and fame, we should really feel ashamed Buying Cubans, most my people still in chains Combos with God, squad, broad and tartar She been going hard, got a nose like a aardvark Chopped off, looking like the man on the crosswalk Arms crossed, trying to find a light in my dark heart First key I ever cut, I got high off it Cause I never knew the residue would fly off it Selling dope, acting like the fiends won't die off it All we gave a fuck about was getting fly off it Shells on the floor in your office Looking like you sent the whole staff out for crawfish Bitch, you ripped my heart out just to ask me why I'm heartless She's shooting for the stars and I guess I ain't a target I guess you ain't a marksman, bitch Cause now I'm arson lit You couldn't even ride for me, you car sick I mean, I understand that the shit was a long trip But I guess you must have hopped on the wrong dick, you dumb bitch What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Sid Davis, the one and only host of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 71. You can find this show on bynkradio.com forward slash podcast, as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. So Kanye West met with Donald Trump this past week at the White House, man, and wow, it sure has hit its peak. From him wearing the the MAGA hat to all the outburst, um, his opinions, everything. It's really, well, I can't really say it's reached its peak. I may be wrong by saying that, but um, I did watch the entire live stream. And it was very interesting. Kanye West made amazing points, actually. So I'm sitting there, you know, listening to him, what he has to say. And it's just like... I'm, I'm, I'm reverting back to how, you know, people are treating him like, oh, we, we got to cancel. Yay. Or don't buy any of his albums. Don't stream any of his shit. And Kanye's canceled. And, you know, just the bullshit like that. Or, you know, jumping on Twitter. I see the same things. Um, I see a lot of posts being shared on, on Facebook. Um, just a lot of negative shit said about Kanye West. And yeah. The Make America Great Again hat, you know, it's bothersome, but I'm thinking Kanye is coming from a different perspective of making America great again. He made a lot of great fucking points during his sit down with Trump. Maybe Trump isn't really listening to him. It's probably going in one ear and out the other. But at the same time, for him to have the guts to go in that room with all those cameras just filming him, you know, I, I sense a, a little bit of low-key embarrassment or like kind of like a clown show going on, but 
I I commend Kanye for going in that room and sitting down in front of uh, what everybody thinks is the enemy at this current moment in, in doing that. So, I mean, I tip my hat to Kanye. Um, another thing with that, I was a little bothered by the TMZ interview. Well, I, I didn't watch it, but at the same time, at first I didn't watch it, but I was like, man, I don't know if I want to watch another TMZ interview with Kanye because he was just all over the place with the first one. <laughs> I watched the second TMZ interview when he went back and he also made a lot of damn sense during that TMZ interview. Check this clip out. You said you needed some time to think about this to kind of flesh it out. What are you saying? Well, I never said I need time because um, time is something that people use to control people. Like they use they use the idea of perception. Uh, we often, I'll take ownership, use the idea of perception. We use the idea of money and we use the idea of time to control people's energy. And energy is infinite. So don't put too much energy into that because you don't have the time. Don't put energy in that because you don't have the money. People won't back it up. You know, I was telling my dad that, you know, I was running for office 2024. And he's like, it's going to cost a lot of money. I said, Dad, we're going to have all the money in the world as soon as I run. Um, but let me check because one of the things I'm going to do when I run is I'm not going to give answers off the cuff. I'm going to talk to experts. But yeah, you kind of set the ball in motion by saying you thought it might be a good idea to abolish the 13th Amendment, which abolished slavery and involuntary servitude with the exception of prisons. So it's a very important statement that I'm a lot of people don't understand. So help clarify why you decided to say it. Okay, so what I'm, a, I'm gonna read to you something that my friend GLC from Chicago wrote for me because um, he, um, he puts a lot of energy into understanding uh, historical facts. So I put in 1865, the, and what I want to say is abolish uh, my abolish was the wrong language. I misspoke by saying abolish. Amend is the right language and was awesome. I don't say dope because it's uh, there's power in words. So lovely. What's beautiful about our constitution is we can amend it, right? So. In 1865, the 13th Amendment stated that no man is destined to slavery or involuntary servitude unless convicted of a crime. This translates to, in order to make a freed man a slave, all you have to do is convict them of a crime. So, in other words, what you're saying is they carve out prison for involuntary servitude and you could use prison as a pretext to bring involuntary servitude back. Is that what you're saying? Well, it has. You know, there's people getting paid eight cent a week working for companies, you know, that are privately owned. And, you know, a lot of them are first time offenders. A lot of them are nonviolent uh, crimes. And then also we deal with, you know, we're not dealing with the mental health and the therapy because I'm gonna say that, you know, I, I, I stand on the majority of people that are in prison are there due to a reaction to a situation that they're in, a reaction to 
not having understanding of how to create industry because their dad didn't have a business, so they didn't know how to make money, or not having access to currently legalized forms of industry, also being brainwashed to you know, feel like they're taking a side, red or blue, a gang side of this. This is my block, a block that they don't even own, taking a side. And then that gets promoted in the music, and then the music is not even owned by the people that are saying these things. And then the next thing you know, you get all these, um, you get people in jail, you have over two million, um, you know, we, I actually say, we, we need to define a name for our culture, but I love, you know, you can't call Jews a race. It's, a, a Jewish person say it's not a race. That's what people have told me, right? You'd agree with that? I would. But for us, we're, we're called a race, right? But a race is a myth because we're one race, the human race. But can I, can, can, I, I want to back you up. You, you said you misspoke and you... So yeah, that interview, man, is about maybe 40 minutes long, a little over 40 minutes. Take time and watch that interview. Just put your pride aside and, and put your pride aside also. Take time out and watch that Donald Trump and Kanye West sit down. Just do it. Like, I'm so sick of people. All, all they're doing is complaining. You yap, 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 talk, talk, talk. Share shit on social media. Retweet it, but do nothing about it. Um, you're not going to get up and, and march or protest. And even then, those aren't even fucking working. So guess what? I commend Kanye, like I said before, for actually going to the White House and sitting down with him. Now, okay, yeah, it's a little odd him wearing the Make America Great Again hat, but maybe Kanye is doing something to, I guess, trying to, kind of like a cat and a mouse type thing. I don't know. He might be trying to infiltrate his way into something. I'm not quite sure, but <laughs> put your pride aside because guess what? None of you niggas is doing nothing. All I see y'all do every day is complain. Um, Kanye don't speak for me when it comes to my opinions on anything, period. I just love Kanye. I've been following Kanye since 02. Um, I've bought every single album. Uh, <laughs> I'm buying Yandi when it drops on Black Friday. Uh, I used to dress like Kanye back in middle school niggas wanted to know where i got the shit from can't tell you that but anyway <laughs> i used to snatch out of my fucking um my homeboy's closet and i'm like yo let me take this leisure coat and wear it with the jeans and shit i used to do that all the time but anyway kanye don't speak for me i'm not phased by any of the things that he's doing or saying like i don't give a shit I like his music. I love his artistry. I love his ideas. The Yeezus clothes, the, not Yeezus, but the Yeezy clothing and the Yeezy shoes, eh, debatable. I don't know. They'll probably get better over time, but um, I don't give a fuck. I'm not pressed like y'all are. Y'all are so, y'all are so tender and sensitive about this shit. I'm not canceling nothing. So anyway, um, tuck, you know. Get your tail from between your legs. Get out your pride. Go watch both these interviews and just listen to what Kanye West has to say. Like, I'm, I'll say this. There have been times where Kanye West 
did something. I'm like, yo, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, relax. But listen, <laughs> Kanye West means well. I think he needs a little bit of guidance or, you know, just a better sense of direction on what to do and how to do it. That That's where I'm coming from with it. That's, that's my take on it. But real quick, um, I want to play a joint for y'all from an artist by the name of Les. Uh, I've played a lot of his shit on this podcast. Les is formerly of Boss Hog Outlaws with Slim Thug and formerly of Jet Life Recordings with Currency. Um, about a month ago, he dropped a project called Trouble in Paradise. It's pretty dope. And not even a month after that, he drops an EP called Lost in Japan. Also decent. Like, this this man is consistent. I big up this man all the time. Shout out to Les. I fucking love Les. But anyway, um, this is track number three off of Lost in Japan called Hakoni. Check it out. Used to pray for them better days Fuck that, ain't no time to wait They gon' smile up in your face Still treat you all kind of ways Lately I feel out of place Can't lie, I don't feel the love At the crib just locked away Full of liquor and the drugs They like you got everything Look inside, I'm empty though I ain't really got a friend They just round and use me, bro I ain't really scared of pain Nothing I ain't felt before I can take this shit again Move on yeah. and I let it go yeah. Let me take my time Gotta elevate my mind Gotta elevate my mind I can take you high I can elevate your mind I can elevate your mind Let me take my time Gotta elevate my mind Gotta elevate my mind I can take you high I can elevate your mind I can elevate your mind Let me take my time Gotta elevate my mind Gotta elevate my mind I can take you high I can elevate your mind I can elevate your mind Let me take my time Gotta elevate my mind Gotta elevate my mind Mind, I can take yeah. you high, I can elevate your mind, I can yeah. elevate your mind Seem like y'all getting out of pocket, can't chase hoes, I'ma catch the profit Follow my lead, love, I've been the profit, never look back and I never stop it Way things seem and y'all out of options, the grown ass men need to stop the bopping On that lot, only time I'm shopping, if I want, I'ma get the copping While they hustle knocking, boy, you all are blocking Play no games, man, y'all only watching, shit get cold when the homies plotting Once they spoil, they be turning rotten, quick to say that you forgot about them Never tripping, not get by without them. Hot the circle if I ever doubt them. If they stay 100, then they know I got them with whatever problem with some big shoes. Once again, that's Hakoni by Les. Off of the brand new EP, Lost in Japan. You can get that off of datpiff.com. If you're an Android user, go into the Google Play Store and search for the BYNK Radio app. Download it at your leisure, man. And, you know, we got everything from mainstream to underground hip hop and R&B. Neo Soul, it could be a lot of the shit that you have never heard before, um, discover new artists, you know, just, we, we, we bumping other shit than what the radio's just bumping, and honestly, I think a lot of shit that we just bumping is a hell of a lot better than what the radio is giving y'all, so check out the BYNK Radio app, just go in the Google Play Store, download it, if not, go on your desktop, bynkradio.com.net whatever is going to take you to the same destination front page front and center is the radio station so check it out so 
<clears throat> excuse me, y'all, man. I'm losing my voice slowly. Lana Del Rey, Azalea Banks. This is the brand new beef in the streets. And it's the funniest shit in the world. And this happened early, early last week. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Damn. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I hate when my voice gets like this. I'm sorry, y'all. But anyway, I'm not going to focus on Azalea Banks' tweets. That's just too obvious. We already know how she she go. I want to focus on Lana Del Rey's tweets. And there are only three of them. First tweet. Banks, you could have been the greatest female rapper alive, but you blew it. Don't take it out on the only person who had your back. In tweet. Second tweet. <laughs> I won't not fuck you the fuck up. Period. In tweet. Tweet number three. She even added her in this one. <laughs> Hold on. What is her? What is Azalea's? I don't fuck. Shop. Shop cheap. Shop cheap YXO. I guess that's Azalea Banks' Twitter handle. But anyway, she added her ass. And Azalea, not Azalea, but Lana says, You know the Addy. Pull up anytime. Say it to my face. But if I were you, I wouldn't. In tweet. Listen, fam. I believe Lana Del Rey. She wants to smoke. She let it be known on Twitter. Azalea Banks, if you're wise, do not pull up on Lana Del Rey. She looked like the type. Look, I'm not, I'm I'm playing y'all. I'm trolling. I'm really trolling. I, I don't even think Lana Del Rey is really about it. But the fact that Lana Del Rey was the one to really reply this way when no other artist has. But actually, I take that back. I think the only other artist that really bodied uh, Azalea Bakes on Twitter was Lupe Fiasco. Um, I don't know. It might be a little difficult to find. But Lupe Fiasco's reply, like he did multiple tweets. Like it was a whole fucking thread of tweets replying back to uh, Azalea Banks with like one little meme. And I think it was like a baby. It was it was like a, a, a meme of a baby making this weird face. But in every single tweet, it was the baby's face. And then I guess Lupe would like quote it with something. And it was the funniest shit in the world. He bodied Azalea Banks and she never messed with him again. These three tweets alone. Shut Azalea Banks up. She didn't tweet anything else. I think she got off for a few days. but got back on and just said more shit. But anyway. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Azalea Banks, this is the weirdest part, too, because I listen to her shit. She's very talented. She's really dope. Great rapper and can sing. The most that you'll ever hear from her are like just nothing but outburst and just very offensive shit said on Twitter to other artists. Like, I think she called what was my man's name from One Direction? Is his name Zane or some shit? She called him a sand nigger or something like that. Some wild shit like that. And I'm like, fam, relax. But, <laughs> like, I, I think there was another story where Azalea Banks, like, she had, like, dead chickens in her closet or some shit. And there was another story where 
there was like this little get together and she showed up with the RZA as a plus one at Russell Crowe's um, little event and then got thrown out after I think she spit on Russell Crowe or some, some wild shit like that. That's all I ever read. Every time I hear her name is always some crazy shit. And I wish that wasn't the case because she is so fucking dope. But anyway, um, Azalea, leave her alone. Lana Del Rey want to smoke. She didn't even say, yo, <laughs> you know the address. She said, you know the Addy, A-D-D-Y. You know the Addy. Pull up anytime. Lana want to smoke, bro. But anyway, <laughs> um, I, I really like strange, peculiar beefs like this. Like, there's so many of them, like, um... The Joe Budden versus Quavo or the Migo shit. That was a very peculiar, weird one to me. Um, actually, the Russ versus Joe Budden shit was a little funny to me. What was another weird beef? Um, recently, MGK and Eminem's little... That was weird to me. Just how that shit just played out. Um... Can I put Drake and Pusha T in there? No, never mind. That was that was a landslide. That was so one-sided. Jesus Christ. Um, I'll get into that in a minute, though. See, other weird, peculiar beefs. Just really fucking, like, that didn't even make sense. I can't think of them right now off top. But anyway. Oh, another, yeah. Tanache versus... Um, who was that? Oh, Tanache versus Ben Simmons. That's a weird beef, too. And Nick Young versus Iggy Azalea. That's another weird beef to me. But this, by far, is probably the funniest one. The one that I'm actually easily entertained by because it's just like, damn. I wouldn't have expected Lana to reply. And I've said this before. You know, Lana Del Rey is cool. She's gorgeous. But her music sucks. It's very boring. Um... I couldn't even pick a side on this one because Azalea Banks is just like a quick turn off for me, like based off the shit she does. Lana Del Rey, I just told you she's beautiful, but the music sucks. So it's whatever. We'll see what comes of this. I'm pretty sure this is not the end of it. Uh, real quick. Uh, I want to play another joint for y'all. Um, matter of fact, no, I don't want to play that. Let me see which one. All right, I'll play something from this project. Uh, Gyps is an artist from California. I actually, yeah, I've talked about him before on this podcast. Um, he dropped a project somewhere around this past summer. I think it was in June. Project is called Internet Famous. I think I played retail. But anyway, um, this is one of my other favorite joints on here. It's called Contagious. Check it out. Put some in my cup, that's all in rotation. Running up, take the statements. You know this shit's contagious. Jungle on the rocks, jungle in my papers. Wifey in a mission, I don't do no issues. Put some in my cup, that's all in rotation. Running up, take the statements. You know this shit's contagious. Jungle on the rocks, jungle in my papers. 
It's a habit when I stay at the crib. It's a habit when I go out and ball. A couple things I never wanted to feel. A couple things I'm never feeling at all. No more shipping off the pack in the mail. No more reason for me getting involved. Yeah, between it for leaving the mill. Could you even tell the difference at all? Look, she only do bosses. I'm moving too fast, taking no losses. Celebrate less when I'm making these wins. I got my casino. Keep it a casino, real. Cause I'm too on. Yeah, still want me a new one. Boy, study the nuance. You can try me a few times. Come on and see from these heights. Come on, get Lydia's eyes. She gets me every time. Somebody pass me the fire. She gets me every time. Yeah. It's alright if your friend came with you. Can't play twice and you just might miss it. Can't think twice again. Put some in my cup. Guns all in rotation. Running up, take the statements. You know this shit's contagious. Once again, that is Contagious by Gyps off of the brand new project, Internet Famous. You can get that off of datpiff.com, Apple Music, and Spotify. So Drake stops by LeBron's TV show, The Shop, on HBO to discuss the uh, Pusha T and Kanye West beef that happened earlier this summer. Five fucking months later. (laughs) You decide to come out and spill your tea five months later like listen okay Pusha T has been baiting Drake since actually no he hasn't been baiting him since the debut album alright the second album Darkest Before Dawn if anybody takes the time to go back and listen to Darkest Before Dawn half of the fucking album on certain, you know, certain lines, certain bars of some songs. Those are bars aimed at Birdman and Drake. Clearly, like you get, bro, is like there. So for you to not say anything is, well, you did say something. You you did you did respond to you know Pusha T's disses and shit throughout the album on on a song I think that was on like uh, More Life or something. I don't know. I don't listen to drink like that. But anyway, you show up five months later to discuss this shit. Then you talk about how there there are rules to this rap shit, which, fam, there are no rules in this rap shit. You are in the genre where Tupac, without hesitation, made fun of Prodigy's sickle cell anemia. Go back and listen. Just go back. <laughs> you were in the same genre where Joe Budden and Ransom went at it and Ransom bought up <laughs> Joe Budden's son. Joe Budden took it to the chin and ate his ass up. Um, Oh my God, there's so many fucking, there's so many beefs I could go down a lot. Like, no Vaseline, dollars and cents, real motherfucking G's, fuck with Dre Day. Um, there's just so many. I can't, I'm not about to do this. But I find it so funny how you're like, oh, I'm going to take all of that and turn it into positive energy and this, that, and the third, blah, da, 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 da. You were the same one on, on Two Birds, One Stone that poked fun at Kid Cudi's mental health. Come on. You're the same person. What, what song is that on Scorpion? Is it 8 out of 10? The underlying message in the song when you keep saying you keep saying your wifey on repeat. Who are you talking about? Who are you really talking about? I know you're getting at somebody because even in the second verse of eight out of ten, I think it was the second verse. Don't quote me on that. 
you were talking about how you were in the studio with Kanye and, you know, the good music crew. So, fam, don't come on, man. What, what, what are we doing here? Five fucking months later and you're complaining about it still. If you're turning it into positive energy, shut the fuck up and keep going. Keep it moving. He's like, oh, I had the diss track. I was ready to go and release it. But Jay Prince stopped me. Why didn't you release it? Why do you need another man to tell you what to do and control you? Give us a track. I want to hear the track because apparently I don't. I thought Duppy Freestyle was kind of weak. The beat was kind of trash to me. You sitting there sounding and it's the tone of your voice. You just sound like you're crying and complaining about, you know, you're just being picked at. Pusha T has been baiting you since darkest before dawn. And then you decide once, what song was that? What would Meek do in Infrared was the time to come out? Honestly, I ain't really the biggest fan of what would Meek do on, on Daytona. I don't really care for that song. I don't like that shit. Infrared was cool, but I'm like, okay, no, Pusha T still, <laughs> still saying the same shit towards Drake. But it was pretty much like a, like a whole rhetoric shit from like it's the same rhetoric from Darkest Before Dawn. It's the same rhetoric from Twitter when Meek Mill called you out for ghostwriting like or people ghostwriting for you. So that made you react. And then on top of that. Your parents being talked about didn't make you react. You being called a deadbeat dad and your son being talked about didn't make you react, but somebody bringing up your sick friend made you react? Really? Fam, the moment somebody mentions, like, <laughs> my mom's relationships or, you know, my dad or, like, even my son, I'm shooting a fair one with you. And then you end it with, oh, someone's gonna punch you in the fucking face. Why can't it be you? Why, is, why does it have to be someone? To punch him in the face. I don't get it. Like, fam, there's no rules to this rap shit at all. Call up Pusha T, shoot the fair one with him if you want. Get in the booth, say what you gotta say. I'm, I'm sick and tired of this shit. I, fam, can y'all niggas really write verses? Can y'all really write diss tracks towards each other? I think, I don't know. I, I'm guessing because you know Drake being a big name, Kanye being a big name. And you see the influence of what Kanye West has done over the years, past decade or so. You feel you could go to somebody and like, okay, I trust this person. He's going to further my career, do some some, some Quincy Jones type shit with my music and everything. And look, I don't care how big a celebrity's name is. A lot of these big name celebrities is dirty too, my nigga. Just like these, these A&Rs and execs that ain't doing shit for artists. That's all I'm saying. I'm not really trying to put Kanye West in that light, but <clears throat> Kanye West has been trying to, <laughs> if you notice, Kanye West has really been trying to overthrow Drake for a very long time. Honestly, I think there are more people in the rap game right now that really want to see the demise of Drake. Um, that probably want to see the demise of Kendrick, J. Cole, that want that spot. There's a lot of them. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of them that run within their camps. I wouldn't put it past Pusha T if Pusha T was trying to overthrow Kanye at some point. 
I wouldn't put it past um, Party Next Door. If Party Next Door wanted to overthrow Drake, I wouldn't put it past um, Omen or Boz or what's the other guy's name? Kaz off of Dreamville to, you know, somewhat overthrow J. Cole if they wanted to, to try to get at him. And, you know, this is we've seen this before. This has been done before. All of this shit has been done before. So what are we like? Puff Puff is the perfect fucking example. Jay-Z is the perfect fucking example of this shit. So don't I, I don't know where you're getting this there are rules to this shit. And honestly, I think Styles P came out earlier, um I think earlier today and said the same thing. Like, there's no rules in this rap shit. And I saw a lot of y'all on Twitter saying, Oh, if somebody bought up your dead daughter Styles P, how would you react? Guess what? Styles P is from the streets. He probably would have took that shit to the tent, uh, to the chin, and ate your ass up, or probably caught you when he see you in the streets. That's how he would have taken it. One of the two. But um, I'm off of that, man. Like I, I can't. This is some clown shit, clown juice. Five fucking months later, it takes for you to finally spill tea and information to LeBron James, and then LeBron James. Oh, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Like, he was his fucking daddy. And then I think um, I think there was a recent show where Drake did sicko mode, bought Travis out, and bought LeBron out. And I'm not trying to diss LeBron or anything. I love LeBron. But LeBron James on stage as a hype man looked like an overgrown Tyler the Creator. Just look how he was dressed. Like, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so over it. Drake is a fucking crybaby. Um, you don't let none of your niggas eat in OVO. <laughs> You're the only nigga in OVO. Where's Majid Jordan? Where's, uh, I-, I hope party next door leaves. Just fucking leave, bro. Uh, Roy Woods, like where are them niggas at? And I'm not even fans of them. Maybe party next door, but I'm not even fans of those guys. But anyway, um, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm appalled at this point because I don't understand why it, why it would take you all this time to finally say something. I want to hear you on wax. Those two freestyles that you did shortly after the album release, why didn't you say anything slick and nasty about them niggas at Good Music? Why? But anyway, uh, real quick, Buddy, um, if you're not familiar with Buddy, it's a West Coast artist. He has dropped projects like Ocean and Montana with K. Trinata and I believe the second EP was Magnolia. Both dope EPs. Uh, he's recently dropped his debut album over, I think, I think back in June or July. Yeah, somewhere in June or July. Uh, debut album is titled Harlan and Alondra. Amazing album, man. Amazing. But anyway, uh, this is The Blue featuring Snoop Dogg. Check it out.
had doubts, now I'm sure. Yeah, and I never thought that it would be like this before. You're the one I adore. Let me love you some more. I feel the magic when I'm kissing you. This is something new. Once again, that is The Blue featuring Snoop Dogg by Buddy off of the debut album Harlan and Alondra. You can get that off of Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, and you can hear it as well on the BYNK radio station. Uh, so before I get up out of here, yo, I just wanted to, I know this is old, but it just bothered me watching that fucking Drake and LeBron interview like five months later. Really? Like, like you're talking about it as if it was going to go any further past the music. I don't know why. And that's what pissed me off about it. I don't know why Jay Prince's old ass had to jump into it. Like, oh, is you, you know what's going to get serious now. Uh, we, we can't do nothing about it. Don't drop the diss track. Like, it wasn't going any further than that. You're backing Drake. What the fuck was he going to do? Besides act emotional and probably say some slick shit. That's what got me very upset. I don't think Pusha T was going to resort to violence. Pusha T was ready all fucking summer for Drake. Surgical summer. Which meant, oh, I got tracks. I got songs for you. Come on with it. It wasn't going further past the music. That's what upset me. I just wish. I, I will say this. Tracks back in the day, like in the 90s, where motherfuckers may have went a little too far and wanted to resort to violence by threatening each other and their families. Yeah, that was a little extreme. But anytime I think of rap beef in my brain, I always think of the under, underground uh, battle rap scene. And I also think about how they used to do it back in like the 80s and shit. Like, you know, KRS One, MC Shan Bridge Wars. They knew what it was. I'm like, all right, you gonna talk shit about my my place? All right, I got you. You know, the bridge is over. Blah 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 blah. All of that. I wish it was like that. Like we know what it is. All right, we gonna keep it at the music. We gonna see who's going who's the slickest talker. Basically, I don't think I didn't see this at all. There was nothing that was like alerting me like this could go further than music. I didn't see anything negative about it. Maybe Pusha T. <laughs> Pusha T may have went a little, a little too far. Okay, I'll, I'll admit. I'm like, damn. Like, all right, Push, relax. But 
with all these parts. That's my problem with the Tupac and Biggie beef. Um, those two were like the best of friends, and we know how that ended. And I blame it on Biggie's party and Pac's party and the public. Like they were just in these motherfuckers' ears, just telling them shit. These two would not sit down and talk. I think deep down, I think that Drake and Pusha T knew what it was too. Like, all right, we just gonna we gonna keep it on wax. You come with something, I'm gonna come with something. But Pusha T was ready this summer. He was really ready. I could tell he was. So, um, that's that's what annoys me. I just feel like this genre is slowly getting torn away. The bigger it gets, the more money that's coming into it. I feel like there's just bits and pieces, like the elements of hip hop are being torn away. Like, in a sense, I think we kind of lost the DJing aspect. I would go into detail, but I'm not. Uh, Y'all can hit me up, the social introvert podcast at gmail.com to ask me what I mean by the DJ aspect of hip hop getting torn away. Um, And I'll answer for you. Um, Beef, like the battle type thing, that's. I think that is slowly getting torn away. And I say that because, and y'all say, well, no, it's not. Well, to me, it is because the whole MGK and Eminem shit, like, look how light that was, which that was cool. We could keep it at that. That was great. But it was like uh, MGK and Eminem, though, like, nah. (laughs) So I, I just feel like there's certain aspects of hip hop and elements that are getting slowly torn away as as it gets bigger and more popular and it's just just touching upon the globe i i don't know it's good and then it's bad in a sense but um anyway that wraps up this episode for me thank you for listening to episode 71 of the social introvert podcast if you want to follow me on social media you can follow me on twitter at isid davis i-s-i-d-d-a-v-i-s you can follow me on instagram at the Black Sydney Prescott. Don't laugh. <laughs> I'm going to change it at the end of the fucking month. <laughs> Back to I Sid Davis. So uh, I'm just trolling, y'all. Y'all know I'm a troll. And um, <clears throat> I also have a page for the podcast that's at the Social Introvert Podcast on Instagram. Um, I'm really trying to get one for Twitter, but that's a hassle. I don't even feel like doing it for Twitter. But um, if you want to send emails, send your thoughts, anything, questions, it could be about whatever send those over to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com shout out to ignorant philosophy shout out to conversation carn artists um shout out to random tandem podcast plp podcast the white shirt society shout out to talking greasy um shout out to brunch with besties that's a podcast that i just started listening to um there's another podcast that I just started listening to as well. Oh, shout out to How to Keep a Man podcast. <laughs> She's fine. That's why I listen to her. So don't don't get no no funny shit with me. Like, man, what, what you doing listening to that? Um, shout out to the BYNK family. Government name with host Shogun and Cole Jackson. Welcome back, Shogun. Um, that might be the greatest fucking podcast intro I've heard in a minute. Jay-Z ad-libs, uh, champion sounding music. 
the cover art itself with the return uh, Michael Jordan jersey number 45. Dope. I fucking love it. So shout out to Government Name once again with Cole Jackson and Shogun. And the hardest working man in podcasting himself, Rain Coleman over there at the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Black Lightning Matters is back. It's back. Season two's man, I fucking look. I, bruh. I wanna see what's gonna what's gonna happen, bro. Who who watches Black Lightning? That's what I wanna know. Who watches Black Lightning? I fucking love that show. Um I started with the first season when it first came out. And um, I kind of stopped halfway. All right, cool, whatever. But I was listening to the Black Light Matters uh, podcast with Rain Coleman and Cole Jackson. And then as I, you know, went back into the first season and finished that up, come to find out second season was getting ready to premiere. So I was like, all right, definitely got to watch now. But this this first fucking episode, dope. They stepped it up. It looks good. So I hope they do something. Since it's on the CW, I hope there's like some little crossover. They bring Black Lightning in somehow, some way. I don't know. But uh, once again, shout out to Rain Coleman for bringing back Black Lightning Matters for the second season. Um, fuck, bro. I cannot wait to see what happens, bro. I really love the show. And I'm glad we got... Uh, it's a little cliche to say, oh, yeah, we got a black superhero, blah, blah, blah. But just to see it on, you know, TV, on a CW, doing as well as the other shows, it's just good to see. But anyway, um, as always, uh, you will be expecting another episode, Side B, from me this Thursday. So check that out. I'm not going to reveal who I'm going to talk about. Um, I actually got good feedback on the Outcast episode last week. I, I played it safe because I'm like... If I play some shit from Outkast and, and have it on the episode, SoundCloud gonna rip that bitch down quick. So, played it a little safe, you know. So, those who enjoyed it, thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, as always, see you guys Thursday. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Knife Wonder. Don't judge me, man. They tend to say that us rappers are materialistic. Say we lack substance. Me saying L about the food wrong though. Uh, we know what you're thinking, love. You think we out smoking and drinking, love? Pushing big whips, chains clinking, love. But y'all really know me like you think you know me. We know how you speculate Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date Claim we're early and be showing up extra late Love But y'all don't really know me like you think you know uh, me Don't be saying that I'm humble, I'm hella nice But that I've been approached to sign a Rockefeller twice They just tell you all the rumors they heard And we laugh soon as you come and tell me like I'm Ellen Bryce My group theory is that when you two cheer it They try to bring you down to the level they at well, when they are all unhappy, then it gets a little sticky. That's why I am little Nicky to these devils and rap. But, uh, they ain't thinking Drake is smart, girl. Nah, they probably think I break your heart, girl. <laughs> I can't lie, you probably write about it. And if you give me the ass quick, I probably write about it. But I hate it when they judge me on how I sound. I mean, I spit that influential shit for my town. I don't know why you sitting on the couch when you see I got a bed. Bring your ass in, lie down. They taking your purse off, or leading you taking shirts off, and then your skirt off. At least.
I got status because I could have been a local MC and you probably would have been worse off. So I'ma take this hat off and I'ma hit it till I'm back soft and then I back soft. Cause you thinking you can predict what happened. You the reason I'm thinking I'm getting sick of rapping. We know what you're thinking, love. You think we out smoking and drinking, love. Pushing big whips, chains clinking, love. But y'all really know me like you think you know me. We know how you speculate Thinking we gon' hit your friend if you object to date Claim we're early and be showing up extra late Love. BYK Radio